Okay. Check this out. Anyways, since this doggone thing cut me off three times, I was trying to talk about, um, trying to finally cover MLW for the past couple of days. I got episode 39 through 41 on here. Just a couple little notes about each thing. Um, if it lets me go again, I don't know. Is it going to cut out? Controller batteries are low. Oh. Hey, how's it going? And, um... So, anyways, we got... Episode 39 of MLW. I'm going to cover a couple of these episodes here in case you didn't know. But I did already say that, so anyways... Got Tom Lawler overhearing a conversation between, uh, was that Selena De La Renta? And, um, she's talking about how she needs Sammy Callahan to take out filthy Tom Lawler. And, um, he overhears this conversation and he's obviously going to do something about it. But they cut to low key promo about, um,. How he's going to retire as champ and he's going to remain undefeated against this against ah uh, yeah filthy Tom Lawler and that's this Saturday at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. So if you're around, I know a couple of guys that are going out there. They're going to be uh, promoting and hanging stuff up and setting up and everything else down there. And um, sure they'll be promoting for the uh, Michael Keener Appreciation Night March 10th at the H2O Arena all that kind of good stuff so much luck to those guys um, they, cut be they cut to a match between uh, Dragon Lee and Rich Swan. Um, they had a uh, commentary playing up the fact that Rich Swan was doing bad guy stuff and he usually doesn't do this kind of stuff in MLW and um, they're really like playing it up like how much of a jerk he was being so basically uh, we learned some, thing about, some things about Dragon Lee like he's only 22 years old and he's the reigning CMLL Light heavyweight champion. Uh, both guys were pretty evenly matched. It was a pretty good lucha pace, lucha style. Um, they made mention that, like, Dragon Lee, he's a high flying guy, and most of the way through the match, he's been like wrestling mat style, like shoot wrestle style, and he didn't even use a single. Um, high-flying move at all yet and um, 
he didn't the whole match. So they're like, yeah, he didn't even use it. his most used his like his arsenal is all high flying, and he didn't even use a single move from that from that part of his arsenal. And so he wins that match with like a dragon driver and kind of like a blue tiger thunderbomb. Next up we got uh, Sammy Callahan and he's pushing people around looking for Tilty Tom Lawler. He pushes Ace Romero, he pushes around an old man in the crowd, just just hanging there, Put, pushes him around. Nobody knows where a uh, Filthy Tom is though. Then we got an awesome promo about um, New Guard and Old Guard between Brian Pillman Jr. and uh, Tommy Dreamer. Which then led up to that much an anticipated match, Brian Pillman Jr. versus Tommy Dreamer in a Singapore Kane match. Um, right from the get-go you can see Brian Pillman Jr. has all these like layers and layers of clothes on so they're chopping back and forth, it's not phasing him. He's hitting, they're hitting each other with the kendo stick and it's not phasing them because he's got all these layers of clothes on. Then um, Tommy Dreamer just like really nicely <laughs> takes off these layers like he's taking his jacket off and nicely folding it up. It's pretty funny. Like he's taking all these layers off of him. But yeah, then he gets down to like a long sleeve shirt. And then um, they go battle off into the crowd, grab somebody's beer. It was a real like old-school ECW match. It was pretty neat. Um, they, made no, they made note to mention that the Singapore cane is not a kendo stick. A Singapore cane is much harder than a kendo stick. I didn't know that. But, um, like I've made mention before, Brian Pillman Jr., he has a pretty innovative offensive moveset. Like, so he was using this kendo stick in a real, like, in my opinion, like in a real original way, like different ways you don't have, usually see people use it. He was like grinding it into uh, Tommy Dreamer's hand like a pool stick, pool cue. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, like I said, his moveset is like half original stuff and then some stuff from his dad's arsenal too. Pretty neat. I like it. And then um, he wins with his finisher, they call that a, with Dire Promise. Uh, then they got cut down the Sammy Cal, they cut, they showed uh, this guy talking to Filthy Tom. And Tom's like, if Sammy Callahan comes looking for me, tell him I'm in the kitchen warming up. And... Callahan pushes this guy and he's like, he's in the kitchen, warming up. So, then they cut to a match with Fred Yehi versus Low Key. And, uh, guy I follow on Facebook here, Fred Yehi, followed him for a little while now on his, um, independent journey. And it was cool to see him in a match like this against Tom, uh, excuse me, Fred, who was interesting to see Fred Yehi in a caliber match like this against Low Key. You got 
low-key, some guy in the crowd goes, low-key, he's not even a heavyweight. And he was mouthing off, low-key was mouthing off to this guy. It was pretty funny. And, um, you know, very nice back-and-forth mat-based wrestling match. And um, pretty long, too. You know, you'd think Loki would come out and squash this guy. He's, you know, he ain't nobody to Loki, But, you know, he hung around and it was pretty cool. Pretty nice match between uh, Loki and Fred Yehi. So, um, Loki, of course, wins with, like, a nasty double foot, double stomp to his back off the top rope. Um... Track commentary is even like, man, he probably broke his back with that. So that was pretty gnarly. Then, um, you got Fred, uh, excuse me, Sammy Callahan in the back with a hammer. He's looking for Tom in the kitchen. And he finds him. He goes into this room. They close the door. Whatever goes on, I don't know. There's a show in this room and a whole bunch of chicanery. Then all of a sudden, Tom comes out. He's got the hammer. And he walks away. The episode's over. And, um... Then we'll move on to MLW episode 40. That Shane Strickland is a cold opener. and He's in the ring saying how much he hates Miami. and But, uh... MLW paid him an ass load of money, and um, nobody can match him, and nobody can beat him in MLW, and then all of a sudden he's interrupted by Roosh, the leader of the Los Ingobernales, now exclusively signed to Ring of Honor. So I don't know if he's coming back. But, um, Roosh starts... Mouthing off to the crowd in Spanish. We don't know what he's saying. I don't know what he's saying anyway. Then Strickland just attacks him. Sets up in this match between Roosh and L.A. Strickland. Um, excuse me. Shane Strickland, L.A. Strickland. Jeez, what am I writing here? So, uh... Shane brought the heat against Roosh. And who uh, I made note that is usually takes the upper hand in the match. The matches we've seen Roosh at in MLW, he usually takes the upper hand. So this time Shane brought the heat to him, and there was a there's a time in the match where there was like a Roosh German suplexed him, then he round turned around German suplexed him back. It was like a nice little spot with German suplexes. That was pretty awesome. Then Roosh, like, just straight up ignores the fact that he's in the match and starts pandering to the crowd to get him to chant for him. And then, like, Shane bits up, kicks his ass. Then you got a neat little, uh, Shining Wizard by Strickland. Then Roosh starts mounting a comeback, and he wins with his Roosh driver. Move on. Selena De La Renta is cutting a promo with, uh, excuse me, Selena De La Renta was cutting, it was a promo with Selena De La Renta, and, um, she was talking to 
Sammy Callahan. She was talking about Sammy Callahan. And, um, excuse me, geez, she's about how she cut ties with Sammy Callahan. And, um, she's going to unleash L.A. Park on him, so he's going to have a match with L.A. Park. We got a match with Ariel Dominguez versus Ace Romero and uh, Barrington Hughes one song commentary. Uh, Barrington Hughes calls Ace a bully, says he's the says he's the original big guy, he's the patron saint of the super heavyweights. You know, he's going on and on about this and excuse me, meanwhile Ace Romero's in there throwing Ariel Dominguez around like a sack of potatoes. And, um, Barrington Hughes makes a good point. Says, usually when Ace is wrestling, he's not wrestling guys his own size. He's wrestling guys, you know, more than half his size. Like, he's wrestling these real little people. He never wrestles any big, big, big guys. And then Ace wins with this, like, huge splash. And they tease a little encounter there with, um, Ace Romero and, um, Barrington Hughes. They tease a little encounter there. Then we got another awesome promo by Brian Pillman Jr. about beating up Tommy Dreamer on his own. And he beat up Tommy Dreamer in his own match. And I love Tommy, uh, excuse me, I love Brian Pillman Jr.'s promos lately. It's awesome. Um. Made Note here that Brian Pillman Jr. was wearing a Burton sweatshirt. That was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome to see him represent a brand like that, like Burton. It was pretty neat. Then we have Casey Lennox interviewing Loki about his championship title. Put me to sleep because, like I said, Loki's real monotone and, like, yeah, whatever. Anyways, next up we have Ricky Martinez versus El Gringo Loco. And they'd say, uh, they finally explained why they call El Gringo Loco the base god, and they explain what a base god is. It's because of his base, low center of gravity or whatever, something like that, that he's able to do the moves that he does. Um, it's weird, they had Ricky Martinez wearing an eye patch. Um... They kind of hinted at why, but they never said why. But you actually find out in the next episode why, but it's kind of like a backtracking thing, like a prelude to something. that This match should have been in that one's place, and that one should have been in this one's place if you would have thought about it, but it happened on different days, I guess. I don't know. So, um... That was pretty cool. Ricky Martinez tells the crowd to go fuck themselves, so, you know, he didn't censor any of this on YouTube or anything like that, so, we definitely had him swearing, that was pretty funny, um, Gringo had a top rope to the, like, middle rope, he jumped from the top of the rope over to the middle rope cutter, but, um, Ricky Martinez wins with this, like, he set him up as a go-to-sleep, then hit him in the gut with his knees. 
I know what kind of move that was. But um, next up we have the Dirty Blondes in the promo with Colonel Parker. That was pretty neat. Check that out. Then we had a Tom Lawler promo. And then the Dirty Bonds versus Davy Boy Smith and Brian Pillman Jr. It was a great, like, old school style match. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. and Davy, Davy Boy Smith Jr., you know, they readily worked up the old school style. And especially, you know, Davy Boy Smith, he's, he's awesome. Wrestles in New Japan and he, um, they wrestle a lot like that, like the old school six six men tag matches and stuff like that. They got do a lot of tag matches over there in Japan. So that's the style they wrestle usually a lot over there, in like six man tag. So it's kind of like that old school, like old school style, real old school. Um. Davy Boy Smith won with like he won with a um superplex off the top rope and uh he was paying tribute to you know Dynamite Kid with it. It's pretty awesome. That ends episode forty of MLW and we move on to episode forty one. We got um Open up this show with Coda Brazil versus or uh, Ortego. They called the guy. I guess I never heard of him, but and they didn't really announce him. I don't think. But um, you know, usually they had the Coda had has this eye patch on. You know, because he was attacked in the nightclub, and they thought you know most of his moves set would be different because of this eye patch. You know, he was like doing leg sweeps and then he did like three suicide dives in a row and he was doing this like so quick paced match even with an eye patch on like doing that stuff normal is hard to imagine but him doing it with an eye patch on can you imagine doing it with one eye closed doing all those moves as a wrestler with one eye closed that's freaking crazy man nah he won that match with like a running sliced bread. Then he was attacked by Martinez, who steals his eye patch. That's why I said this match should have been over in the other one's place, and this match, that match should have been over here, because you see him attack him and then take his eye patch. But they had that match on first, where it's like, oh, he has this guy's eye patch. So if you're not watching it live, it's like, oh, what what the heck does he have this eye patch for? When you find out in the next episode of MLW that he beat the guy up and stole his eye patch. Um. Then we finally get Barrington Hughes versus Ace Romero. You know they're going back and forth. Um. Mouthing off to each other and didn't really do too much. Um, and then all of a sudden, the match was interrupted by um, Colonel Parker. He's making all these fat jokes about uh, 
Ace Romero and Barrington Hughes. And then all of a sudden, the Dirty Bonds come out and attack Ace Romero and Barrington Hughes. And then this match promptly gets turned into a tag team match. And they pretty much promptly and literally squash the Dirty Bonds and win. So, um, that would hit that up. Ah. Then you got another amazing heart promo, heart foundation promo against them and the, um, the heart foundation versus the Lucha Brothers this Saturday, tomorrow, at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. If you're down that way, go check these guys out. MLW, go to the freaking 2300 Arena and watch Teddy Hart and Brian Pillman Jr. versus the Lucha Brothers. It's going to be awesome, man. So, uh, Teddy Hart says cats keep negative demons away. That's pretty neat. I didn't know that, but I'm not going to call Teddy Hart a liar. Are you? You know? So, obviously, yeah, cats keep negative demons away. That's probably why I have a lot of demons, because I don't have cat. I get an old... I get an old cat pussy! She don't... She's over here. She didn't... She'll pound her fur off an old tom cat, won't she? She'll pound her fur off an old tom cat. Cat pussy! See, I told you she like cat... Cat pussy! Pound the fur off an old tom cat. But remember, if you go outside... To be extra careful because it's wicker and tripper out there and it's wicker and shit. So if you go outside, best be careful you fall right on your ass because it's wicker and tripper out there. And just remember that the little cameo by Sasha, she likes that old cat pussy! <laughs> Anyways, um. Then they have <laughs> Loki on there again, put me to sleep, again, I don't know what he's talking about, I fast forward through it, it's a Loki promo, got uh, Sammy Callahan versus LA Park in a Falls Count Anywhere match, this is what I was looking forward to, got um, Sammy's got this Kevlar vest on, they're chopping back and forth, Freaking uh, Callahan takes the, uh, unbuttons the, unzips the um, vest, and he's already got freaking blood blisters on his neck from them chopping each other. Then he just chops the shit out of them, like, holy shit, man. That was pretty nasty. The chops they were giving each other. I would have freaking fell on the ground and needed resuscitation if I would have freaking, something like that would have hit me with a Mack truck. Like, I want to do that. Um, L.A. Park did a freaking suicide dive. That that guy is freaking still super fast. Like, super, super fast in the ring. Like, it's crazy. Um, he goes for another freaking suicide dive. Sammy Callahan throws a trash can at his head. Um, 
L.A. Park was trying to set up this freaking, like, uh, he was moving the barricades around, and the commentary team just, like, walk around it, just walk around it, walk around it, just, just walk around it, walk around it. <laughs> I was freaking dying, the commentary team, go back and watch this match, just for the commentary, and now he's like, just walk around it, just walk around it, just walk around it, just, just walk around it. And uh, he's freaking set up a trash can and freaking smash and suplexed him on top of the soup on top of yeah <laughs> suplexed him on top of the trash can on top of the guardrail. It's freaking crazy. Um, Sammy Callahan knocks the referee down and he's freaking sells this freaking leg injury like like he can't get back up and. So he's like crawling around and he won't count pins for freaking LA Park. It was funny. Then um then you have uh LA Park throwing all these like stadium chairs or whatever like all these chairs were linked together and he unlinked them or whatever and starts throwing them in the ring. Like cushioned not folding chairs. So he sets all of these up in the corner, spears them on top of them, and wins that way. So, uh, it'll be a double header next week. They'll do two episodes back to back Brian Pillman Jr. versus Tommy Dreamer in an empty arena match. And um, you know you got Filthy Tom Lawler versus Low Key. You got the Lucha Brothers versus the Hart Foundation. You know, uh, okay, I'm done with this notebook. Our guys are going to be up there promoting the show, setting up, handing out flyers and everything at the 2300 Arena tomorrow in Philadelphia. So, you know, our guy Zimmer and Jesus, the referee will be there and... Fence Man. Fence Man will be there. Our friend Dave from uh, the Enziguri podcast, I think, will be there. I see I got one viewer, but I don't know who it is, brother. Um, you know, if you're in the area this weekend, come down to Altoona. 1000 Howard Ave. You got Building 2, Athletic Building. Um, you got Phoenix Pro Wrestling Year 2. That's Phoenix Pro Wrestling Year 2 at Building 2. Oh, hey, it's still Skippy. Alright. Hey, brother. But yeah, man, if you're not busy, come on down. It's going to be a good time. Meet and greet, of course, happening. Um, we're headed down there. The perfect posse. Ha, huh, do you love it? It's me. It's Kevin. Pops. Lightning. Myself. And of course, Joe. We're the perfect posse. For We are the perfect posse for Joe. So, like I said, Kevin, Pops, Lightning, and myself. We are the perfect posse. 
So the perfect posse will be taking Joe down to, you know, the show down there tomorrow. Joe joining up with Dishonor. I don't know what they got planned for him. But Perfect will be in action. Joe Perfect will be in action. So, like I said, that's 1000 Howard Ave. The Building 2. Um, then up next is going to be Outbreak. I don't know if we were going to that. I don't know what's going on that day. Yet. Um, I know Kevin's otherwise preoccupied. He's going out to dinner with some family that night. So he's not going to be around. But I don't know if anybody else from the, the alley has planned on going. Um, but I know that the winners have been announced for the ticket giveaway. I don't know if any of us won. I know I did not win, unfortunately. But congratulations to those who did. You know, I don't know if maybe Paul won or, you know, Kevin or Jolly or anybody else. But um, I don't know what's going on that weekend. This week, that weekend would be... Next weekend, not this weekend. But um, the weekend after that, though, we would have the Nikki Baker Appreciation Night, Memorial Night, or I think Memorial Night. Um, great lady passed away in the later part of 2018. So um, going to be a great night of wrestling out there to show appreciation and you know memorialize her. She was. The wife of uh, L.J. Thomas, the Dead-Eye Jedi, and um, we're going to go out there and have a great show in Sayre, Pennsylvania. It's going to be broadcast on Fight TV. Um, they got Brian Pillman Jr. coming in. Um, you know, Sean Carr will be there. Rob Cook. Um, Born to Wrestle. Um... You know, a lot of our local guys probably um, they're gonna have a th over the top uh, battle royal, and uh, Joe Perfect's going to be in there, and Manic, who will you can see at the Building Two tomorrow, of course, Building Two, Phoenix Pro. Excuse me, they are going to be eliminated. Phoenix Pro is no more. It's going to be Eclipse Wrestling. Year two at the building two. And Manic will be in that match. Manic will be in that rumble. But when they get down to the final four, you can be thrown over the top, or you can be pinned, or you can be submitted into that in that battle royal. <laughs> Already in the battle royal, we have Joe Perfect and Manic. So, like, I'm sure, like, Born to Wrestle will be in there because they are... Hilarious to watch in Battle Royals. If you've never seen them in the Battle Royal, you definitely have to. Um, I 
And this pretty much wraps it up. So, I just want to say thank you for listening. And I'm out. Cut this out right now, and maybe I'll come back on live and just chat about nothing. So, goodbye.